Hey, it's Monday, August 23rd, and you're listening to episode 29 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. Hey, it's Monday, August 23rd. Uh, this is the Chasing Points podcast. This is br- oh, hi, I'm Brandon. I'm sorry. I just wanted to sound oh, you like you read, for a little though. bit. That's good. No, That's I just good. wanted to sound like you. <laughs> I stuttered reading August 23rd. because I, I didn't like, hear that. I didn't hear that. I'm so like, in my head, I did at least. <laughs> and I'm like, it's August 23rd. Jeez, what the hell? Continue. It's You're going. Go ahead, no, sir. I just it, had man. to mess you up. I had to mess you up. Go ahead. Continue. I'm, I was messed up before we started. <laughs> I think you could probably hear the exhale before I started reading. My name's Sam. That's Brandon. We're back. Uh, unforeseen circumstances screwed up our our show last week, but um, we're here. We got a great show for you tonight. Brandon, how you doing, man? What's up? Uh, I am officially now deemed the name IHOP because I cannot <laughs> walk on my other leg uh, due to my ruptured Achilles. So you can now address me as IHOP if you would like. Uh, if you see me out in the streets, I will not be offended by it. Uh, but I'm I'm great, Sam. Just recovering and uh, you know, just letting uh life take me where it's supposed to take me, and also starting to bust down doors and build with new ideas. How about you, my friend? I like it. I love it, man. Thank you. Um, I'm doing well. We're back. Happy to be back. And uh, just uh, it's going to rain for the next couple of days. And <laughs> we're stuck inside here. But, you know, hopefully everyone that if anyone, you know, we know that's listening, impacted by this hurricane, family and friends and tropical storm, whatever it is now. But uh, on the East Coast, at least, uh, you know, best of uh, hope everyone's OK and Best of luck and and for sure. Uh, but we got a great show for you tonight. Looking ahead, we're going to discuss this Draymond Green Kevin Durant interview, which was just talk about unforeseen. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, great interview. We're going to talk about two future Hall of Famers, the NBA Christmas schedule, and more. Uh, but first, well, what's up? By the two, you you, by the two future Hall of Famers, you mean we're going to be talking about ourselves? Is that what you're talking about? There you go. Yes. Okay. Marconi award winners. Okay. Thank you. Soon to be Thank you. one day. That'd be great, man. Well, it, strive for I, success, I mean, right? It, it won't be great because we're going to get it. I mean, we are great already, Sam. Come on. Got to. We're manifesting it already. Yeah. It's just manifested. Dude. Yeah. There you go. All about that. <laughs> no, seriously. We can talk about this offline. Let's manifest. <laughs> okay, okay. We will. Our dreams and goals. We will. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm a public speaker on the side, clearly. <laughs> But first, hey, guess what? We're just three Sundays away from the start of the NFL season. Isn't that awesome? Like, just, we're it just here, needs dude. to hurry up and be here. It, dude, it we're really almost does. here. We're almost here. So I, I just thought we have a great NFL preview uh, for you coming up uh, soon, probably next week or the week the week after. We're really excited about it. But um, until then, I figure we just jump into – the preseason or the NFL as it stands on August 22nd and uh, or August 23rd, whatever hell day it is today uh, and just start from there. So like, you know, bunch of things to talk about. I don't know what jumps off the page for you first, but the floor is yours. Hayes. Sam says this as if he doesn't have bulletins in front of me. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I'm just first, saying you do I, not input I, to this I, list of bullet I, points. I, nope. So I'm going to add to it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, lead off, man. Lead so off. you're uh, Brett Gardner. Go ahead. The, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You really had to do that. Huh? Yeah. Did. Um, 
So starting with the Patriots, uh, their QB, the only uh, true QB battle uh, that's going on right now out of any team. Uh, and it looks like Cam was losing uh, until they blew out my Eagles, uh, which was 35 nothing. Uh, so Cam actually looked really good in that. And uh, what's what's homeboy's name again? I keep forgetting. Mac Jones. What's Mac what's his Jones. name? Mac. Okay, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, you know. another another Alabama quarterback that's not going to last. Um, so On the uh, record. Okay. I mean, I don't have faith in Alabama quarterbacks, and I don't have faith in USC quarterbacks. So there's there's that. Um, I just traded for Tua in my dynasty league. Can we talk about that later? Oh yeah, we definitely can. We can yeah, talk okay. about it. I have, fantasy I have corner. To you, I have to talk to you about fantasy. I got a draft coming up, but we'll talk about it. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, Matt Jones, he he looks pretty solid. I mean, but again, the Patriots are used to having a pocket passer and not a scrambler. Uh, but Cam's throwing motion looks way better than it did uh, yeah. the past couple of years. Uh, so I think he might actually be getting that uh, durability, the flexibility back in his arm, shoulder, um, which was a pretty bad injury. Now will Cam be the Cam of old? Uh, that's yet to be seen. Um, I mean, he's got to win the the battle first. Uh, I, I'm sure he's not happy fielding the questions from the reporters. Like, do you have any insight? First off, reporters, uh, I have not been in the press uh, and re- actually, you know, reported or interviewed these superstars, but I don't need to, to understand that. Once you go up to what is it, one Patriot way, uh, and you interview these players, if you if they know any insight to what is going to happen, there is no damn way they are going to tell you that because their number one thing is to be tight lipped to the media. So why even ask a question you know you're not going to get an answer to? Um, I, I just still don't I don't get it. So I, I before I continue on my path of uh, destruction. What is your thoughts of this? Uh, of destruction. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting I, there. Don't worry. I don't <laughs> think this is much of like a thing. Cam signed a one-year deal last year after being hurt, mm-hmm. right? He just, he hasn't looked the same in Carolina for a long time. He had a great season before COVID and we've seen what COVID can do. And what did that attribute to what, you know, how he looked on the field in October, November, whenever the, the dates line up but he signed a one-year deal then he signed a one-year deal this year he's the bridge quarterback you could say the patriots just mac jones fell in the patriots lap but here he is the future at the quarterback position for this team so yeah cam's gonna win this job i'll go on the record and say that but for how long who knows because the rumors have been you know The Patriots have wanted this kind of style quarterback for a long time. You know, the things that he can do in motion, things he can do, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. And especially he is their goal line running back Uh, that that's it, too. But but Mac Jones, we've seen what a pocket quarterback can do in this system. Not saying Mac Jones is next Tom Brady, but it's just a matter of time. I think we both know that it's just a matter of time. And I just think this is kind of. You know, it's really, as you mentioned, the only real QB battle. Uh, we could talk about Jacksonville. We'll get there in a second. But, um, and I'm laughing uh, inside <laughs> as I say that because it's a joke. But um, I don't think this is much of anything. Uh, you know, eventually this is Mac Jones' team. And uh, 
I'll just leave it at that there. Good. And I'll pick it up from here. Uh, I don't normally agree with this man's takes. Uh, and I guess technically I still don't agree with his take because he said it could be. Uh, and this is Max Kellerman. He said that this draft uh, could be the greatest draft ever for quarterbacks. So he said could. And I'm saying it's going to be the greatest draft for quarterbacks ever in the NFL history. Um, that is my hot take. I'm more than willing to stand out on a ledge for this because I've been watching Fields. I've been watching Wilson, who I know Sam Pump faked me because he's a Jets fan, and I get it. I respect it. But I'm telling you from somebody that is not a Jets fan, you guys got one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be great. Probably when Urban Meyer leaves. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Uh, what else? Uh, Matt Jones, I think you just I mean, said he was trash. I do think he's trash, but I mean, Bill Belichick, he can make people that look like trash. Great. Um, so, so you're saying Tom Brady's trash. I'm not saying that he's a different, he's a different thing, but everybody else thought he was trash, which is why he was picked where he was picked. Uh, so, 199, baby. So, so here we go. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, it's interesting. I, I think there's no doubt in my mind that Justin Fields should start, uh, for the bears. I think everybody in Chicago is screaming for that. Uh, I do appreciate what Justin Fields said after the game of uh, the last preseason game with Andy Dalton starting and getting more playing time of how the fans are out there chanting for him. He was just like, that's, he didn't think that was cool that they were doing that. That doesn't help Andy Dalton. And I respect him for saying that, but Justin, uh, this is the NFL and you are a part of one of the strongest fan bases ever that is not going to hide their opinion. That and their opinion has is a franchise yes, quarterback. Yes. Yeah. And they want you, sir. So yeah. I know you're doing the right thing in front of the cameras and continue to do that. But I know everything inside your body knows that you should be the starter too. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I pray Urban Meyer does not ruin Sunshine uh, because he is a problem. And the locks need to be out there just flowing in the air, not to be confused with the hip hop group from Yonkers. Um, but, you know, I think he needs to do his thing. Uh, and uh, I hope he will. Uh, we'll get into more about the Jaguars soon. Um, Wilson, man, the way that he flicks the ball, good Lord. This accuracy, good Lord. He's got some swag to him for a kid coming from BYU. I didn't think kids from BYU had swag. Uh, he's got he got a little swag, dude. You don't think Steve Young's got swag? He doesn't ooze swag for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, dude, I, I agree with you, man. Um, I, I still don't know how to, like, was really uneasy about the pick. I, I liked him. You got to, you know, we're at the point we're committed to a quarterback. I love our coaching staff. Mike LaFleur, I'm into it, all of it. Um, but, yeah, no, that ball just comes out different. He just seems to flick his wrist and, uh, you know, um, you know, we could throw out the the combine stuff and the, you know, the the workout stuff, what he's wearing shorts and whatnot. And, and he's not facing elite competition, but he looks good. And I'm as a Jets fan, you know, I mean, it can't get any worse than Adam Gase and and, uh, you know, 
we were at, in the gutter. So it, it can't get any worse than that. Um, but I'm excited as a Jets fan. If you're a Bears fan, you have to be pumped too because Justin Fields, even though it's against the 13 Dolphins and uh, who they play yesterday, the Falcons, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's finally after decades and decades, the, the Bears probably have a fr- franchise quarterback here. As far as like the best draft class ever, I mean, quarterback class ever, I hope, you know, I hope so. The, the the class of quarterback in this league already is is great. Um, and to add four or five more guys, but you, you really think it's like on the level of like Elway Marino. Yes. Type of, yeah. Yes. I, because I mean, there's there's no draft class that's been close to it. And I'm looking at Trey Lance, which the Niners have the best quarterback situation in the whole entire league. They have Jimmy G, who when healthy is basically Tony Romo 2.0. Uh, literally throws the ball like him, went to the same school as him. Like, he's Tony Romo 2.0 outside of the fact that I don't know if Tony dated porn stars, but whatever. Um, he's amazing, right? Yeah, you know. Um, Trey Lance is going to be absolutely phenomenal. I don't, I don't see how he's not going to be. He can run and he can fling the ball down the field. Like, he just reminds me of Cap. He reminds me of Colin Kaepernick so much the way that he Dude, there's a lot ball. of Colin Kaepernick in him. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 you're right. But I but I think he's I think he's better than Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick uh, because of his decision making. That's the only reason. And I think his arm is a little bit stronger than than Caps. But I think people forget because of all of the controversy that people made for no goddamn reason uh, that he could flick the ball <laughs> down the field like it was yeah. nothing. Um he just just as he got, you know, team started seeing what they were doing and and they were scheming for him and it kind of stopped what he was doing for a little bit. But I think Trey, with his arm strength and his ability to see the field, I think that's why I, I see a lot of cap in him. But I also think he's better. Uh, Wilson, again, I think he's going to be absolutely phenomenal. He's in a great situation with Salah being his head coach. You have Justin Fields. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Um Mac Jones is like the only one that's kind of like, eh, but he could, I mean, I've seen people do, you know, worse. And then Trevor Lawrence, again, Trevor Lawrence is a make or break because of Urban Meyer. And there's, I've said it, I can't stand him, but in all seriousness, he is literally a make or break because of what Urban Meyer does to that team, because this can lead him down to, down a path of no return. So, yeah, I mean, let's just get to it now that you, uh, you've kept since Urban Meyer has been, uh, was hired in in March or whenever it was to run this football team in Jacksonville. You've you've uh, made no secret that <laughs> you thought this hire was was awful. And I'll take with a grain of salt. I did at the time because <laughs> you're a Penn State fan and he he coached Ohio State. But that was my initial thought. And then I saw this all happen and roll. And I know you have a lot to say and you've said a lot, but I I know there's more in there. And you're you're biting your tongue here, and I'm giving you permission on your own podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Our own podcast. Go ahead, man. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, people want to know. <laughs> Urban, I don't. I don't care about Urban beating. You know my uh, Nittany Lions. I I still think there's a lot Penn State needs to do uh, to get back to where they were uh, to their glory days. I mean, they've had a lot of controversy there, but they're still producing number one linebackers and tight ends. So I'm not really concerned about that. Oh, and 
Saquon and Booby Miles, but who's who's counting? Um, oh, Allen Robinson too. I forgot about him. Uh, anyway, um, so I'm, uh, yeah, you know, Trace do, do, were you really, really gonna yeah. go Christian Hackenberg? Uh, I know it hurts you, so stop it. Okay. <laughs> that was your guy's mistake. Uh, <laughs> so, Urban Meyer. Okay, I'll give him his flowers real quick. Great college coach, absolutely. One of the most winning, uh, winningest records in college football, absolutely. Uh, one of the most scummy uh, people on the face of this earth, absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> I'm in laughing because it's like true. Right, read about it. Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, I mean, every single place that this man goes, there's controversy that happens within his locker room, within his staff. Something always is happening everywhere that he goes with the player, uh, something of the sort. So it's a trail that follows him. So at first you would think, okay, it's not that person. But when this keeps happening over and over again, it's not a coincidence. It's the type of camp that you run. It's the type of facility that you run. So if this is the stuff that goes on in-house, it's a a direct reflection of you. If it happened in Florida, if it happened, I don't even know if there's something that happened in Utah. I'm probably sure there's something that did happen there. I know something happened in Florida and in Ohio state. Uh, I mean, it is what it is, but now you go to Jacksonville and as a coach, which Sam gave him some credit and I immediately took it away. And he said, I said, the best thing, the best thing that urban Meyer has done or smartest thing he's done so far outside of, firing his one assistant coach or personnel, whatever the hell he was, it was, like was strength, strength and conditioning there, or something. Yeah. There you go. At, that was the number one thing that he did. Number two was getting rid of Tim Tebow, which and just a, a caveat for that. They should have never, ever brought Tim Tebow on the team in the first place. Cause Tim Tebow is not a tight end. Tim Tebow should have transitioned to that when the league and everybody in the universe was telling them that he was not a good NFL quarterback and he should transition to a tight end or a fullback back at that time. And he refused. Instead, he went to the minor leagues, which he sucked there. And then he came back to the NFL and he sucked there too. Now, Tim Tebow is a great person from what everybody says, but I'm sorry, brother, your, your sporting career and major sports is over. You can probably pick up table tennis and you might be phenomenal <laughs> at that. Uh, but back to Urban Meyer. Mr. Uh, opportunistic. <laughs> yeah, Tim exactly. Tebow. I mean, his privilege plays a lot of part in that. But I mean, I don't think we have more than I don't think we have enough time for me to go into that. Um, he, I know he's very marketable, but come on. Um, Urban. That situation would not happen with any other team. Oh, I know. I know. So it's just this, you know, you I, kind of chalk that up for what it is. It's, I get, it's his relationship I, with Urban. That's wh- what it was. Th- this conversation happened offline between the two of us, mm-hmm. but where I gave <laughs> where I gave Urban Meyer credit was the best thing he did was because you know he's he's running the shots. I know uh, what's his name, uh, who used to run the 49ers as the GM in Jacksonville, Trent Balky. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best thing that they did was draft Trevor Lawrence because you could have seen, I mean, I know he, he got the job and decided to come back and to join the NFL to mm-hmm. coach Trevor Lawrence, but this could have been really bad, right? Like traded the pick dra- drafted somebody else, you know, whatever. But um, I, I so also said, what is context? 
what is Khan? Khan's the owner of the yeah, Shad Khan, yeah, scumbag too. Um, so when Sam said that, I said, wait, whoa, 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 you're giving him too much credit because if anybody had the first pick and chose anybody besides Trevor Lawrence, you were getting fired. <laughs> no matter where you were, if you were the first pick, let's just say Cleveland had the first pick. And obviously they have, uh, was it Baker Mayfield, AKA Johnny Manziel. Um, that you were firing. <laughs> there, man. I am 100%. I'm back. I am back. <laughs> um, that you would be fired. So I, I would not give urban that credit at all. Um, because there was no way that Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to go there. But then you, then the people cr- criticize him for tra- taking uh, Travis Etienne next to his, his uh, Lawrence's teammate from Clemson, which I thought is a great running back. But people were just like, well, there's so many other things you do. You're right. But if you have a good running back and he has somebody that he, he relies on, why not but, pick him up? But you got, but yeah, but you, you, you had James Robinson, an undrafted free agent who could have won rookie of the year last year. He was I agree. that well. I agree. Uh, he played that well. So like, did you need, I know we talked about this. With, no, they didn't uh, need it with Dave Sepperson from sports mm-hmm. illustrated mm-hmm. after a post-draft show. But um, did you need to do that? No. Did you need to spend a first round pick on a running back when you had so many other holes? No. But what if he turns out to be something great because he sure. was great in college he could be something great here. And it's also something to give Trevor Lawrence some comfortability with it. Right now that, that again, that could be, that's why I brought it up. That could be another stab at urban Meyer. Like, what are you doing? You are also still making terrible picks. Uh, but I'm not going to go any further because it's going to be, it's going to sound like the urban Meyer Brandon slandering hour. And I don't want to continue to do that. That's a bonus pod that we'll have. Oh my gosh. That's he's just, he's scummy enough, but yeah. So if you guys just want to take some time, just go Google the scumbag. Appreciate you. All right. All right. (laughs) Man, This got off the rails. So anything else you want, you want to hit on here? I mean, how about, Let's head to Dallas. Another, oh, I'm God. just teeing these up for you today. I don't oh, even God. mean to, but we're headed to Dallas here. Oh, Dak Prescott, who had a horrific ankle injury, um, ankle seems to be okay. They're they're taking their time, and now he's got a shoulder injury, and he's getting multiple MRIs, and now he might not play in preseason, but he might play. But M- Coach McCarthy's not sure. What the hell's going on in Dallas, man? Uh so we're going to do a, you know, uh, NFL preview, as Sam alluded to earlier. And I swear I'm going to keep my mouth shut for the Cowboys. So this is going to be my one and only time about speaking about them before the season starts. And Sam's going to try to get me to talk about them. And I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. Because nope. it's just, just nope. Uh, so I've been watching uh, Hard Knocks and I've been entertained by it. Zeke just sounds like everything that Zeke was accused of, like he just sounds like he did everything because he just sounds like an airhead every single time he talks. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? You know what? I haven't watched Hard Knocks. Okay, I should, usually like binge it right before the season starts. You should you should probably watch yeah. it because Zeke sounds like a damn moron when he speaks. Like he's I'm writing it down. Hold oh on. Oh my gosh. Just clicked my pen. Super, super, super moron. 
yeah super 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 moron he sounds like and it's like okay like you you are what people think a stereotypical football player sounds like and or acts like which is unfortunate uh because there's a lot of very very intelligent people there and i'm not saying he's not an intelligent person but so zeke is best friends with dak which is why i started off with that and uh zeke looks really really good and what i've seen so far in and the preseason Dak looked good in what he's doing in practice, but understanding how his lat and or throwing motion is affected. I can now relate and understand what has probably happened to him. So as I alluded to before, uh, or mentioned before, I should say, uh, I ruptured my Achilles. So right now, the thing that hurts the most is not my foot that I had surgically repaired is my shoulder. And it's the the compensation of and the weight bearing that I'm putting on the crutches to do that, which weakens that part of the body. I am not a doctor, but I'm a firm believer of understanding what is happening to me and knowing that I'm in the best shape of my life when this injury happened, that that is what happened to Dak, that he weakened his shoulder or his lat from having to weight bear because of that injury for so long. Now, obviously he has the best physicians in the world. Uh, and Jerry's going to make sure, especially because he's, you know, the franchise boys for America's team. Um, but I, I firmly believe that that's probably what happened. The fact that they had to consult with the Yankees and the Rangers uh, pitching coach or pitching staff uh, to see, and they, they all said it's, you know, a lat injury strain uh, that, now has been reported by Adam Schefter can be looming throughout the whole season, which does not surprise me whatsoever. I feel for Dak. Uh, I have no slander for Dak. I actually like Dak. Love right. Dak. Dakota. Same. Dakota is a is a is a good dude. From what it seems, he's been through a lot of shit in his life. Um, so I I have no slander towards Dak outside of the fact that he's a Cowboys quarterback, but I still respect him because he throws a pretty ass ball. Um, and he's also signed by Jordan now, too. Uh, but I, I'm really curious to see how this is going to affect the Cowboys. Because uh, what I've seen from CeeDee Lamb, he's improved. Uh, Zeke looks like he's in his best form. I haven't really seen anything about Amari Cooper uh, at this point in time, but that would be interesting. But I think the biggest standout is their draft. Who I'm not saying this because I'm biased. But I know and have known that as soon as he was going to get into the NFL, regardless of what team he was going to, he was going to be a monster. And Micah Parsons has proven that so far. Uh, he's He seems to be extremely infectious uh, towards that team uh, and how he flies from sideline to sideline. Um, and he's basically a part of every play that he's there. Um, so I think they got themselves – a gym at linebacker, but they, they are pretty stacked at the linebacking core. I'm just now curious to see how their defense really holds up with Dan Quinn overseeing it, but they're an interesting team this year. If they don't win the NFC East, they're, they're a failure, like an absolute failure. There's no way they shouldn't win the NFC East. Yeah, it's right. It's, it's there for them. I know Washington's improved and Ryan Fitzpatrick is certainly an upgrade at quarterback and that defense is scary. And, Terry McLaurin is one of my favorite players in this league. And um, yeah, uh, the Giants, I don't, I don't know. Um, who else is in? I'm, I'm not even, who am Eagles. I missing? 
the Eagles. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah, it, the, this team, the Cowboys need to not only win that NF, uh, NFC East, they need to make a run here, and they certainly have the talent to do so. Um, that line's gotten healthier, but yeah, it all rests in the quarterback's hands. You saw what Andy Dalton and above an average quarterback at best, a great backup quarterback, um, you know, and an average quarterback did with this team and Dak Prescott just got, you know, he secured the bag. He's it's unfortunate that he had that brutal injury and hopefully he can, you know, get better and lead this team because he is like, he's got the talent and he's what keeps this wheel, you know, the wheels turning and this, this everything going forward. So no, for sure. Um, it's certainly a failure, as as you mentioned, if they're not moving forward. Um, but yeah, we. We'll, I'll be we'll okay if they don't. It. I'll be okay if they don't. But yeah, I know you, you will. Know, but I, if they be, it would truly be a failure if they did not win. They are the best team in NFC East on paper. All right, that's enough cowboy slander. Because yes, thank you. I might throw it in my mouth. Well, we we also lost probably half our audience, so we got to keep it yes, moving. Hey, true. any uh, you know, there's a lot more that we could talk about the with the preseason here but we'll save it for for our nfl preview cool something that we really need to talk about did you watch the draymond green kevin durant interview for bleacher report <laughs> why are you laughing sam saying this as if i didn't just tell his ass to watch this before i forgot to watch here. it i knew it happened and i watched it like Bro, 20 minutes with the, i had the an show, alert so. on my phone for when this is going to drop and it popped up on my phone it was like it's premiering now i was like stop the presses i'm watching this and i literally turned it on i was like because i was like i need to get my popcorn ready because i already knew what time it was going to be i knew these are two of the most unapologetic people in sports and american sports shit in sports alone uh and they say what comes to their mind or what's on their mind and do not care. And I absolutely, absolutely love that there's athletes like this now that are unapologetic about how they feel instead of worrying about, you know, well, this is going to affect my sponsorship or whatever the case may be. I don't, KD doesn't care. You want to know how I know he doesn't care. He just has a partnership with weed maps to try to uh, destigmatize cannabis being used amongst players. So yeah. I, yeah. I, he doesn't care. He's and you, you want to know why Draymond doesn't care? Because he's still employed by the Golden State Warriors. Yep. yep. He's he truly <laughs> does not we'll, care. We'll get to that. I you know, the one thing, like one of the first things that Katie said that popped off the page for me, mm-hmm. they were talking about cliches. And Katie just goes, I am cliche. I'm simple. I'm efficient. I'm to the point. And I'm like, wow, man. Like a man of, you know, he again he doesn't hold back what he wants to say, but I, I think, you know, the perception, the public perception of, of Kevin Durant, you know, cause I don't know him, you don't know him, but you know, we watch him, we listen to him when he speaks. I think that that's Kevin Durant, man. And that was awesome line to just start off the start off the interview, but your thoughts of basically um, Draymond, the talking about the situation after, Clippers game where where the two of them got at it and were were basically just fighting w- with each other and and 
the brass at the the Warriors were telling Draymond for an hour and forty five minutes that he needed to apologize to KD, and KD and, and Draymond's basically saying, "Y'all are gonna f this up." Yep, and they did, <laughs> and that's what they did. They and that's did. what they did. Your thoughts on kind of that? That's kind of the that's the moment of this whole interview. The 20, 24 million minutes. It's on Bleacher Report. It's on YouTube. You'll find it. Go watch it. But I think that was basically the 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 watershed moment. That um, I I said I said to Sam before this, uh, just on a conversation that we were having on a personal level, about how you don't tell somebody how they should feel, a grown person, and you don't tell them what they should do either. You may suggest it kindly, sure, politely. But that doesn't mean that person is obligated to do that because we are our own beings. So when you are forcing basketball players, superstars, well, Draymond's not a superstar, but he's technically a star of the league because people know who he is. He he's not a you would know who Draymond is. He stands out Um, or you probably hear him first anyway. He's one of the Um, voices of this league. Oh, no, 100 percent for sure. Uh Yeah, but it's hard. It's it's not hard. It's impossible to tell s- these men what to do, like is if you're their father or mother. The reason why Draymond and KD took the stance of saying, you know, we needed to talk like nobody else needed to talk like we needed to hash it out is understanding where they come from and understanding the culture is we hash our shit out on, the own, on our own. We don't need anybody else to talk to us about it. Right. And that's why KD said, you know, when he alluded to the Scotty Pippen thing, which I thought was very, very clever because of his yes. beef with Scotty, too. Yeah, it was. He said that everybody was just like, you know, Scotty, you're effing up like you, you're effed up for what you just did. Right. And he said that we needed a moment like that where just the team, the players said it like we don't need the, the corporate big wigs or the Steve Kerr's of the world to come in and say, you guys need to do this. Let the players handle it. Let the players be their own governors in their own locker room and handle it because they will. That they they're two people again, as Sam said, we don't know them personally, but I get the vibe and I understand what batch basketball culture is like. Is I can hate you on the court, but as soon as we're done and we're taking our kicks off, like yo, what's good? What's going on? Like blah blah blah. Unless it's some crazy stuff, right? It, it gets heated on a court. Yeah, and not knowing that, me not knowing that. The first thing I thought of when I heard this was happening was I thought they hated each other. But again, not knowing that world and not knowing. Yeah. Like, you know, the culture. Yeah, for sure. It's it's super crazy because people, like you said, you didn't know. And I know you follow sports the way that you do. Yeah. Right. And I'm not the only one. Correct. You're not at all. But that's that's just how it is, is I could literally anytime I step on a football field. Well, not right now, but anytime I step on a football field, I don't care if you're my best friend that's lined up across from me. I'm going to make your life a living hell for however long that game is going to be. I don't care. I'm going to you talk to me. I'm going to talk trash to you and I'm going to continue to talk trash to you. Like, don't talk to me because I'm going to go there. But as soon as the game's over, yo, what's up? We're going to get something to eat, like blah, blah, blah. It's just a competitive thing. It's just I you can turn that switch on and turn that switch off. That's why a lot of people respect Kobe the way they respected Kobe is because Inside those baselines, sidelines, it didn't matter who you were. You could have been his father in there. He was trying to put 50 on your head. 
He didn't care who you were. But as soon as the game's over, great. We can be cool. It's fine. What's up? Show love, respect. But in, in there, you just we're not friends. So that's kind of how it was. And that's and I respect that. And hearing that, I was just like, OK, this is just regular basketball stuff to, to me. But it's for the world to hear it and hear how they they've been fine. They've always been fine. It was just that situation. But Draymond seriously thought that KD left because of that. And KD did not lie. He said that was a part of it. He was like, because it felt like I wasn't wanted there. And he basically felt like he was the outside guy, right? And then what they did, the Steve Kerr's of the world did, and who's who's Bob Myers, Bob, the other one? Bob Myers, right? Yeah. Um, hearing that, it's like you, sometimes you guys just need to stop corporate things up. I know I just made that word up, but stop making everything corporate and allow things to kind of play out sometimes. You'll you'll be amazed at the results that, it, that you'll get. Um, but I thought that was... I thought that was phenomenal. And then when Draymond asked him, like, you know, about, you know, players like basically that are loud mouth players and he, KD was like, Draymond, it's pretty much you. You're the biggest one. He was like, he asked about personalities. He said, you you play with West, a little too play far. With, yeah. yeah, like go a little too far type thing. It's like, no, it's always you, Draymond. <laughs> like, but that's how close of friends were. But he said it. He was like, Kyrie's his own person. James Harden's his own person. Wes is his own person. It was like, we all have a chip on our shoulder. So we all feel a certain type of way. And you have to have a chip on your shoulder to be as successful as all those players that I mentioned. And all those players I mentioned outside of Dray- Draymond actually probably will go to the Hall of Fame, but he won't be a first ballot. They're all going to go to the Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. So I, I just, I thought it was interesting. It was the, if that ben part Wallace- was. If Ben Wallace can make the Hall of Fame, all due respect to three-time defensive player of the year, I don't know. Like it kind of shattered a lot of, uh, shattered a lot of that to me. And I, Harold Baines was the same way in Major League Baseball Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel like okay, well, this is wide open now. Well, you can I make also, a case for anybody. I mean, that's very valid, very, very, very valid. But I also think Draymond won three rings. Yeah, and that pick and roll was a part of that that dynasty. You know, there's no way that Draymond doesn't get there. You know, I mean, Steph, Clay, and um, which was yeah, Steph, Clay, and Draymond are. I think they're yeah. shoe ins. And he's, you know, yeah, and you know, second round pick. I mean, the the name of his show is called Chip. He's he plays with that chip on his shoulder, um, and he is the quintessential small ball five, right? Like, and he's six six, and he's playing the five, and he, you know, he's made a lot of missteps on the court off the court that he's you know you know uh just spoken to but yeah no dude plays the dude plays with his heart on his sleeve for sure sure does for sure so check out the interview it's on um it's on you just google it uh youtube you'll find it bleacher report uh, it's, it's on the googles on the, on the google webs mm-hmm. yeah so check that out um I got a text from you last night that I woke up to because <laughs> it was like almost midnight, I guess. And I was sleeping and it said, are you watching UFC? The answer is no, I did not. I did not watch the fight that I didn't know it was happening until I got the alerts. When I woke up the Pacquiao fight, I don't know what you want to talk about UFC corner. I've watched two straight pay-per-views UFC proud of you. So the commitment 
I'm, it's I'm starting chasing, to get there. I'm chasing the consistency. It's, it's starting to get there. Starting to yeah. get there. You you watch two pay per views and then miss the free one. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Wild. Uh, yeah. No, it's nothing really big to talk about. I was just curious to see if you were watching it. But I mean, the next big fight that I'm waiting to see is is Nick Diaz against uh, Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. It's a rematch that has been waiting to happen for like 17 years. Um, so that's. That's going to be a big one, but I mean, I don't know how this fight is going to be because it's this 17 years after the first one. So I haven't seen Nick Diaz fighting forever. So, I mean, nor Robbie, so they might be washed. Uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Actually, Robbie's fought recently, but Nick, I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, no, it's it was nothing crazy. Basically just shored up um, who is going to fight uh, Adesanya next. Uh, is either going to be, uh, I can't pronounce the dude's last name, uh, is either going to be him or Whitaker uh, next. And that's going to be pretty interesting to see what's going on. But he when he won, I, I can't pronounce his last name. I think it's Cor, Cor, whatever. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but he he said they asked him who he wanted to fight or that he felt that it was a title shot or he's due for it after this one because he's ranked number three. He was like, I just want to fight. I'm broke. And I thought that was the funniest, not funny thing. Yeah, so here's why I say that, Sam, because I'm glad I don't really need want to talk about the fights. I do want to talk about Dana White and this being another scumbag. This episode should just be called Scumbags in Sports. Uh, there goes the title, Sam. Um, Dana White is out here striking deals with Crypto.com. He's got Modelo sponsoring it. He's got Cuervo. He's got all these things sponsoring UFC and he's getting all this money, raking in all this money. But guess who's not getting paid like they should be paid? The actual entertainment that people are there to watch. They're not there to watch Dana or look at the goddamn sponsorships in Octagon. But guess what? We have to watch these fighters not get paid that are out there that are modern day gladiators that are punching and kicking each other's face in and they're not getting paid well. For some of you that don't know or don't really watch it, can't stand to watch it, and I understand it's it's violent sport. These guys and gals, some of them have full-time jobs. And you see them on here, and they're climbing up the ranks, and they still have full-time jobs because guess what? They can't quit their job because they don't get paid enough in the UFC. I think it's sickening. I don't know what needs to happen. I I pray for another uh, company to blow up and actually pay these guys. I hope uh, the Logan Pauls and Jake Pauls of the world that I can't stand start bringing MMA fighters on there that deserve uh, a chance to get paid and get a payday. Uh, because right now, it's just not happening. And Dana took that power in his hands when he said, you guys can only wear... Uh, the Reebok shorts and what's on there because people used to wear their sponsors shorts on there. used to get paid by monster and all these other places, but Dana took that away and he's caking up on all this, but Dana, you're a scumbag. I would love to punch your face in. Um, anyway, Sam, let's go to the next thing. <laughs> that was your today. corner. <laughs> if you um, have something you want to hear about, you <laughs> just an email chasing points. <laughs> podcast at gmail.com hey um this is a great segue you want to play do you care absolutely sam okay. i do hey guess what mm-hmm. do you care future hall of famer M- miguel cabrera hit his 500th career home run 
for the Tigers on Sunday against the Blue Jays, becoming the 28th player Major League Baseball history to do so. I do care because I love Miggy. Uh, I know earlier in his career, people thought he might have been a problem child uh, when he was with the Marlins, but he's far removed from that, and he's absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer. He just crushes the ball and has been for so long. He's just a phenomenal baseball player. It's like I remember when he was with the Marlins and he was that, you know, lanky player when he first came in but still had this this pop in his bat and now seeing a guy that's got you know filled out whatever but still crushing the ball at his age uh i wish him nothing but the best he is a is a in my opinion a first battle hall of famer and there's no way he shouldn't be so yeah that's my that's my dude what do you you care about it sir i'm sure yeah man Uh, he's definitely one of the you know it's been unfortunate that his career's kind of slowed down um, you know, you sign these big contracts and they're backloaded and he had, you know, he's, he's been on the field. He's just not producing the way he has been in the past to that hall of fame, um, you know, pace, but he's definitely, yeah, definitely a future hall of famer. And the, you know, he was won all those MVPs, him and trout going back to back and they're, you know, back and forth in the early part of uh, last, last dec- uh, decade there. And it's kind of like that bridge of like the best player in baseball. It was like Pujols. Then it was Miggy for a little bit. Now Mike Trout. And now you can make the argument that Trout can't stay on the field and who's next kind of thing. But yeah, that's for another pod. But yeah, no, I'm glad it happened. Um, he, uh, he's been in the league for like 18, 19 years. It's just great to, I'm glad, you know, baseball is just a, a game of numbers and, to join that kind of company and it's that's a prolific kind of stat 500 home runs and the fact that only 27 other players have done it says a lot yeah and it's just kind of solidified cooperstown for him and uh yeah you know i just wish he was on a better team i do as well but um you know that is what it is so yeah i definitely care for that that's that's a good one how about i know you're gonna care about this because i got you back on the bandwagon our New York Yankees, the last time we were on or two, to- you know, two shows ago, we we're saying every time we call out the Yankees, they come back. And since then, they've been on an epic run, 17 and four in August. They now hold the top spot in the wild card American League and only four and a half games out of the race. They've won nine in a row. Welcome back to the Yankee bandwagon. Hayes. Yes. Obviously, no, you care. Obviously, you know, I care. Um, I absolutely care. Uh, Luke Voigt has come back and said, uh, I know you're here, Rizzo, but you're not taking my job because uh, he's been out here absolutely raking. Um, I love the fact that Joey Gallo uh, immediately embraced the city and the city embraced him because of his Italian roots. Um sure you can relate to that sam uh but the fact that he literally came in and they just absolutely love it and he's had his yankee moment already um the pitching has been phenomenal uh i'm very very happy about that because that's been the one thing that's been plaguing us for so so long and you know what's so crazy to me is i i feel bad that Masahiro Tanaka can't is not here anymore to really reap the benefits because for so many years he put the team on his back 
as the ace of the pitch. was our ace for a long time. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point, man. You know what I mean? And now yeah. they're doing all this, and it's just like, damn, I wish I wish he could be around, but he's in Japan, and I wish him nothing but the best. Gold uh, medal winner. Yeah. Yes, he is. Masahiro Tanaka. Which is so crazy. Um, then you also got Sevi. That's was another ace of ours, but somehow, some way, can't even make it back himself. My boy, Clint Frazier, might not even play baseball ever again because apparently he I can't know. even see right I now, know. which is crazy. Um, but I'm really, really excited to see what's going on uh, with this team. Uh, it, it's it is it's making me eat crow, but I wanted them to make me eat crow, right? Because I want them to win. But they were not looking good. And, and Brian Cashman, again, proves why he is and has been the Yankees GM for so damn long because he always wins when he Dude, decides to put his hat in for free agency. We need to re-sign Anthony Rizzo. That oh, yeah. needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Gallo's under contract for another year. Judge is a free agent after next year as well. So all of that in mind. But Anthony Rizzo is a free agent. And he needs to stay. The catalyst happened when when Cash made those moves, it, but it happened even that that was a big point. But even before that, and I went to Yankee Stadium to see the Red Sox a couple months ago. It was a Sunday night game. I don't remember what. Maybe it was May or June. Sunday night baseball game, and the stadium was dead. We lost. It sucked. And I've been really fortunate in the last couple of weeks. We've gone back to the stadium a couple of times and. One was the other day. I invited you. One was the other day to the um, the Red Sox, and that place is just alive now, mm-hmm. and it's just great to great to see. But with that, what's so important is that the Yankees are seventeen and four in August, but they're certainly not the only team balling right now. And you know the um, the the Braves are playing really well. They have a very similar record in August. The Dodgers have a very similar record in August. And this is what they need to keep up this pace just to, you know, to avoid that wild card game at this point. But yes, this is just turned into the Yankee corner and I'm <laughs> fine with it um, because the team's playing really well. And it's, you know, pitching's going as you alluded to some of the players that were missing, but you know, Gil coming out of the minors, pitching great. Tyone was the pitcher of the month last month. He's looking great. And uh, the bullpens pieced it together, even without Chapman and with Britain blowing all these saves. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, here's something, a new, you know, new segment we introduced last week. Interrupting, do you care? But, you know, things we missed. How great was the Field of Dreams game? Not from a Yankees fan perspective, but just from a baseball fan perspective. I think it was still great for from a Yankee perspective, too, because I I think they, you know, they got to see that they matched up with the White Sox, who I said was going to win the World Series or going to be the World Series. Right. Um, So they got to see who they stacked up with. But the fact that all these players came out of the, the corn maze to the field. Right. These these throwback jerseys, the environment. Uh, it was essentially the hottest ticket in sporting and major league baseball history um, <laughs> at that point in time for just one, a single game. That was not the world series. Um, I thought that was absolutely phenomenal that baseball actually got something right 
And I know you and I have been huge critics of talking about Major League Baseball and how they don't get things right, but they got this right. Like it was so well put together. Um, I'm upset that it was only one game. I wish they would have had the whole series there. Yeah. That yeah, would have been dude, that would have been way better, but I get aesthetically, it. Aesthetically, aesthetically, it was just beautiful to watch mm-hmm. from a and it was like the highest rated regular season game that Fox has had or or baseball has had in like 16 years, not counting not counting the all-star game. But you know, just yeah, the corn, the, the Kevin Costner coming out, that was a little like cheesy. That was a, a little cheesy, but he needed he came out. You know, the speech was great. Um, it was just it did everything right. And yeah, we we talked about this as it was happening. We we dunk on MLB a lot. They're moving an easy moving target, but they 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 knocked it out of the park with this one. Really cool to hear that the uh, the Cubs and the Reds will be next year's uh, matchup. So I'm glad they're kind of keeping this thing going. And of course, it's generating a lot of revenue for them and hype and buzz. And they should. So I'm, I'm glad that's happening. Um, so that was things we missed. Last do you care? You're wrong. It's not you... the last do you care. You skipped one. I did? Mm-hmm. You skipped one, which is one of my favorite ones that I'm waiting for oh, you to say. But it's I okay. that one. Yep, you sure did. But you it's know, okay. We'll go, wow. we'll go to that. We'll save that for I can't last. read good. It's all right. It's all right, guys. I got Sam's um, back. See? See, this is what thanks, a teammate bro. does. Yeah. yeah, we'll skip the good. We'll skip the, the, the big one or the bigger one. For last year yes but. yes Henrik Lundqvist after 15 seasons with the Rangers and one I guess you could say with the Washington Capitals is calling a career his number 30 is going to be hung in the rafters at MSG forever I know you care but uh just a shout out to one of the more uh important sports figures in New York and in hockey over the last you know decade and a half so Shout out to Henrik Lundqvist. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad he's healthy. Had an open heart surgery last year. I mean, this is scary, scary things. This isn't a soft tissue injury or a no. torn ACL or no. something like that. This is life or death here. And I'm just glad he's healthy. Glad he was able to retire as a Ranger. Uh, as a Ranger sh- fan. Shout, shout out to King Henri. Um he is one of the reasons uh, that I actually watched hockey for three seasons in a row. Um, him, uh, my boy, uh, what's his name? Brandon Prust, uh, he, Callahan. These were these were my guys. Uh, Zook Zook was there too, right? Zuccarello, Matt Zuccarello. Uh, yep, yeah. yeah, Zook. Uh, see, this is this is how Ron I remember McDonough. some hockey names. Uh, this is the only hockey names I remember. Dan Girardi. Um, okay, Sam. Okay, <laughs> those are great. Those are great those teams. Are great teams. Oh, they were Stanley Cup teams. I'm they assuming, were. right? Yeah. Yes, I watched it at uh the Newburg Brewery uh when they went against the Kings and lost. Shout out to Newburg Brewery Always for sure. Do an awesome job. Um, but yeah, they um, I, he was one of the reasons why I watched. Uh, because he was absolutely he gave the Rangers a chance every single night that he went out there. This man was standing on his head <laughs> night in, night out and just protect that goal with his life. And uh, I never I still to this day have not had an opportunity to go to a hockey game, which I'm still being told that is the greatest sporting event to go to live. Um, 
But yeah, I'm very, very uh, honored to say that I was able to see him at the height of his career uh, and how he put on for the red, white, and blue. That is the Rangers. Uh, and I thank you for sure. This is why I will never get rid of my Rangers town towel from that time. It is uh, forever going to be with me. So wish you nothing but the best, sir, uh, especially with that open heart surgery. And uh, I'm sure he'll probably be a coach in the future if he wants to be. Dude, he could do anything in this mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, we I haven't been to a Ranger game in like 20 years which is way too long, but I need to make it a point. We should go. We should definitely go experience that. Yeah. Be down road trip to the garden. Um, All right. Last do you care, but not least the NBA (laughs) released its schedule, parts of its schedule um, earlier this week. And just wanted to highlight the Christmas games because that's kind of the unofficial opening of the basketball season to a lot of people. Um, and certainly when they take kind of like the prime time focus away from football or whatever else is going on, Hawks, Knicks, Celtics, Bucks, Warriors, Suns, Nets, Lakers, Mavs, Jazz, what stands out to you? What are you most excited to see here? (laughs) I think everybody knows which one I want to see, but I also think all NBA fans want to see this one matchup and one matchup alone. And that is the Nets versus the Lakers. So much so for me, Sam, this is around the time that I should be able to walk on my own strength on this other foot. And I think my gift to myself is flying to L.A., spending time with my family out there, my little sister, my aunts and uncles, uh, cousins, spending Christmas out there. But then going to the Staples Center, a place that I've never been, that I've driven past to see my Nets play against the Lakers. So, no, it's not going to be a cheap ticket, but I am more than willing to spend the money to be in that building and see it. Even if I have to go by my damn self, I will go. But I think that game, because I'm going to tell you this right now. If this is not the NBA Finals, we are all missing out because this would be one of the greatest NBA Finals and the history of the NBA, because you have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook on the Lakers side. Mello. I was getting there. Don't worry. Mello. I was getting there. Mello's coming off the bench, so he's still going to put up points because he's scoring it. And I'm very, very happy that that Mello signing happened because now him and one of his best friends in the world – finally get to play on the same team together instead of playing against each other. And they've had some pretty epic battles over the years for sure. So extremely happy to see that. But then on the opposite end, you got my boys and hopefully they can stay healthy this year, because if they do, I don't care who puts who on the court. Nobody is going to stop them from getting to their destination. The injuries is the only thing that's going to stop them, but you have KD, you got James Harden, you got Kyrie, and they want to put Blake Griffin there, but I'll put Patty Mills there instead. So, yeah, I'm happy. Patty Mills. Yeah. They're, and yeah, they're, I mean, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's definitely the matchup that sticks out, but I'm just really excited for the slate of games. I'm always excited for the Christmas games or, you know. Well, my other favorite game, well, there's two other favorite games I have here, but my second 
or if depending because I'm assuming that's probably going to be first, is that Hawks Knicks game is probably going to be crazy in yeah. the garden. Yeah, Trey Young back be, in the garden. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's going to be nuts in the garden on Christmas Day when everybody's watching, all eyes on them. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. And Trey, yeah, it's going to be a fun, yeah. fun environment. Trey's going to show out, and then we get to see the Warriors. Hopefully, Clay's back. With, yeah, hope with so, Steph, man. Right. With Steph, with Draymond, you know, we got out here like this is going to be really. And then the, then the Warriors just get somebody else. I feel like they got somebody else. Well, I know they drafted some solid picks. Uh, Kaminga but, and uh, Moses. Um, mm-hmm. And then Weissman, uh, hopefully Moody. he's back. Yeah. Hopefully he's Weissman, back. Yeah. But then they're going against the Suns and the, the Western Conference champs. And that'll be a phenomenal game in itself, too. So I'm, uh, I'm just like you said, I'm really, really ecstatic to see all of these games i mean christmas basketball is always a it's a great day for me it's did just you like, hear yeah no it's a great day i mean christmas is great family friends to be around um you know all of that and and have basketball on yeah totally um did you hear all the the buzz and slander coming out of denver that the reigning mvp will not, not be game. yep will not have a christmas game and nikola Jokic and the um denver nuggets are not on the christmas slate do you care no i don't because i he's not even though he's the mvp i'm gonna be real about this he's not really marketable i i gotta be completely honest he's not Jokic is not a marketable player yet He's not a marketable player. People aren't like, oh, let me just outside of people in Denver. Right. I don't think there's anybody outside of uh, Denver that is like, I got to go get a Jokic jersey unless you're a diehard basketball fan. He's not on the marketable tab yet. He's a very quiet person. So that's another reason why I believe he's that team is not there. Now, everybody else, if you look on these on these games, you got Trey Young. You got the whole Knicks team, which is obviously you saw that whole battle. You have the Celtics. On the Celtics, what do you have? You got Jason Tatum. You got Jalen Brown, right? And you got Marcus Smart. Bucks, they're the reigning champs. Antetokounmpo, Middleton, so on and so forth. Warriors, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, uh, Booker, CP3 on the opposite side. We already said Nets and Lakers, right? Mavs, Luka Doncic, right? Jazz, my boy, the spider, Donovan Mitchell, right? These are all players that are extremely marketable. Extremely marketable. Jokic, although he is a phenomenal basketball player, obviously he was just the MVP. He doesn't that doesn't scream, hey, let's let's go watch Jokic play. Yeah. The person that's more marketable on that team right now is Jamal Murray. Yeah. And that's and that's still a reach. <laughs> yeah and so, he hasn't played basketball in six cor- months correct so it's, well, it's aside hard. from the season being over yeah so it's hard i understand from the nba like it it's a snub right if you're looking at it from that perspective for basketball purposes but the nba is looking at this as marketing purposes and it's christmas day their biggest day outside of the finals and the all-star weekend it is their biggest game single season game day period because everybody is at home watching. So again, people don't really care about him yet. Doesn't mean yeah. that he's not going to be there though. You could make the case that I guess 
you know, you can make the case that you have to have Luca play, right? So, and the Jazz won the the West, they were the number one seed, but could you have Luca play the Nuggets? But I don't care. I, I you're right. I agree with what you said. I just he's a great player. They're a really good team. Um, I enjoy watching him play. I enjoy watching the team play. But yeah, just not yet. There's just only this this five games someone's going to be left out something's going to be left out i i don't care yeah you know, i'll yeah. still enjoy basketball i'm not going to be sitting there after dinner on christmas night wondering why nikola Jokic and the nuggets are on my television exactly exactly <laughs> there you go all right hey uh hey is anything we uh anything you want to add before we uh say good night or good morning uh, nothing I want to add. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is actually seeing Jalen Hurts play more downs and not have this stomach issue and see him throw the ball to Devontae Smith because his route running has been absolutely phenomenal and I've been watching the videos of it and it's disgusting. Um, so I'm looking forward to see them play their third and final preseason game. And shout out to the NFL for getting rid of you know the other preseason games and only having three. We should probably just take it down to two so we can just get to the season quicker. Um, I'm not saying add more games for the players because that's going to hurt. I'm just saying just take it down to two preseason games. We really don't need all of this. Um, it's just a tease. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, my girl Sabrina not get blocked again uh, to end mm. the game. Um, so let's just hope that doesn't happen again. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's all for me. How about you, sir? I don't know if you could hear my dog in the background, but I can't. Okay, well, he's excited. <laughs> um, yeah, man, just keep keep it going. Enjoy and watching some baseball and some preseason, uh, some preseason football. We have a battle coming up on Friday night. I know, big preseason battle for you and I, the Eagles and the Jets in the Meadowlands. So, <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's gonna be entertaining. <laughs> uh, Devonta Smith looks great, man. I know he only caught like two balls for like. 14 yards or something he looks he looks great and then jamar chase looks like he can't catch anything he had joe flacco throwing him the ball so yeah. that's that's enough there and jamar chase i know he'll be fine though he'll, he'll be, be fine i'm not yeah. worried about jamar chase he is special they're both special you know um, what i am looking forward to two actually two two things usain bolt and tyreek hill racing is that really going to happen i hope so because now they're even talking about usain is saying that I'll give you my gold medal if you beat me. And I think Tyreek is going to put up his Super Bowl ring. He should probably not do that because he's yeah, I wouldn't do that. I he's going to lose that. that. Um, I saw a crazy stat that it was like uh, for Usain Bolt, his total time in Olympics, he ran like a total of like one minute or something like that. So yeah, I saw that. Like I don't that. remember what it was, but it was and, ridiculous. And yeah. I'm looking at it, I was just like, oh my god, that is so true because he's so fast and it's like. But he trained so hard just to run for a couple seconds and win all these goals. Like, it's just wild. So there's that. And then the other thing, what was the other thing that I was going to say? Um, damn it. I don't remember the other thing. It's okay. I'll get, I'll, I'll remember it at another time. I'm sure of it. But yeah, that was, uh, so you're forgetting everything lately. You told me, uh, after calling me the hardest man in the world to get a hold of, you said you had a sports point for me and, you never told me what yeah, it was. I forgot it. It's okay. You're the worst. I am. Oh. I might be. I might be. 
All right, man. Well, it's a pleasure talking sports with you. I'm glad you're you're healing up and whatnot. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Hayes. And thank you, everyone who uh, tunes into the Chasing Points podcast. However you listen to us on whatever platform, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, you know, Stitcher, the K104 podcast network. Thank you so much for listening. So for Hayes, my name is Sam. Until next time. Be good. Take care. Hey, newbies, just in case you were new to the show. Hey, regulars, I'm still here. You know, you know what time it is. Uh, restaurants. Got a little uh, little beef with you here. So when you allow people to order online and you give them a time frame to tell them to come pick it up in, let's just say, 25 minutes, and the customer shows up in 25 minutes to get their poo- their food that they paid for. Uh, and you just so happen to walk inside and he tell you to wait an extra 10 minutes. What was the goddamn point to make me wait 25 minutes if you're going to make me wait 10 more minutes? And then they say 10 more minutes and then you actually wait a half an hour to get your food. So. What you're saying is what happened on the site was an absolute lie. You just wanted to get my face there to confirm that I'm here to pick this up. And it's not just an idle person and you're being pranked. But instead, you want me to wait in my car during the summertime and the heat to sweat. Yeah, it doesn't feel good when you have a bandage wrapped around your goddamn leg and it's just sweating and it's just disgusting. And you know what? You're disgusting all you restaurants that make us people wait after they tell us to do this. I usually keep my mouth shut for this. But I just got to say, as a former restaurant employee. Nope, you better not do it. Don't you do it. The world is short-staffed right now. Be be nice to the people that show up. Don't you do it. That was a meme I saw this week. (laughs) I listen, I love restaurants, which is why I tip this. And the only reason why I'm saying this is about a particular restaurant that is my favorite and go-to restaurant. And they're normally phenomenal. But then when I got there, the lady almost disrespected. Well, she did disrespect my mother, which is why I have a gripe right now. So that's why I'm saying it. It's not all restaurants, but it's this particular one. And I'm not going to air you out because I still want food from you. But don't do this again. Thank you. And good night.